bank. The world remains to be a pretty crazy place, Brett. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching the news, uh, you might think it's all over. Yeah, and even from our episode a couple weeks ago where we talked about investing during the coronavirus, things have gotten a little more serious, I would say. Uh, All of that advice still holds. Uh, Don't definitely, if you held your investments to this point, now we're down even more. So don't even (laughs) think about selling them now, right? Another big drop since the last uh, recording that we did. So So you only get those losses booked if you sell, right? Mm -hmm. And uh I know it seems like the world is ending and everything's falling apart, but this is how it always feels in a recession, I think, and the collapse of an economy. So just keep going. We'll get through this and the world will keep on spinning. Yeah, especially for a lot of our, you know, younger aged listeners that like didn't have any money in a market during the 2008 downturn, right? This, it's been all sunshine and roses ever since like that, you know, for the last decade or so. So first experience with the downturn market, leave your money in it. Stay the course if you can. And I wanted to get on here today and talk about too, I know that with a down market comes the bigger ramifications of lost jobs. And if you have lost your job, we feel for you. That's a really tough position to be in. That's a really, you know, terrible situation. But there is some relief coming in the United States. So we wanted to actually talk through some of that for those experiencing, maybe you're a freelancer and your income is a little less stable. Or maybe you are a restaurant worker. And now I know in most of the Midwest and New York and California and probably other places, a lot of restaurants are closing or doing takeout only and people are worried about their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe your hours are cut or or you're let off completely. And, um, you know, there, there are some, I guess, helpful things coming, right? Right. Yeah. And it becomes very dismal when you're looking at the current situation um, of there's not a lot of work that needs to be done right now. Basically, our economy is like on pause mm-hmm. for most industries um, because consumerism is so down, except for toilet paper, of course. Yeah, um, that's still going strong. Right. So, and yeah, and groceries. But for everybody else, we're just kind of on hold. And even for me, like, I feel like there's like a, there was a significant conversation for my company the other day that said like, at what point are we going to like start laying people off that like aren't actively engaged in projects? Cause you know, that's a cyclical thing for us because we have people that are on projects and roll off of projects Mm -hmm. and how long do they take to before they start another one. And right now there's just a lot of people that have rolled off projects that haven't started any new ones because a lot of companies are like freaking out. Right. And they're just like, what are we going to do? Like, we don't want to pay for a bunch of consultants to come in and like do extra work because some of our businesses are all choked up and we're not making a lot of money. But uh, if this is going to be kind of like the new normal, either those things are going to have to be fixed up or a lot of people may lose their jobs at least temporarily. And maybe like when we come out of this and we like get through like the, the scarcity of like people being sick um, and we kind of get that under control then more businesses will like start back up again and they'll go back to like hiring like crazy because they'll start resuming more of their regular business model. They just can't afford to like hold everybody on the books for such a long period of time without without as much income as they were getting before. Yeah. And I work in the insurance field and for us right now, our entire company has been basically transitioned to all working remotely. I have been working remotely Uh, with this company for about a year now. So not much about my day-to-day life has really changed, except 
it's placing a lot more capacity on our servers. So our connection is a little slower. I think uh, a lot of companies, I think that are transitioning. I know in Chicago, nobody's going to the loop anymore for work. Everyone's staying home. So there is a lot more demand on our servers and our internet and kind of companies are dealing with some productivity issues around that as well, just getting everyone established at their home instead of at the office. And so it's definitely an adjustment period. Um, And I did also just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who works in the medical field. I know you are working a lot right now and you are in the front lines of this. And um, while we have you know, a lot of privilege to be able to stay at home and keep ourselves safe and healthy. I know that that does not apply to everybody. So I just wanted to thank everybody who is out there doing essential jobs like stocking the grocery stores and working in the hospitals. Your hard work is not going unnoticed at all by anybody in the country right now. Right. And we feel very guilty that you guys are in like the highest risk category because you're just dealing with so many other people that are shopping at the grocery store and like, I have to go there and like being at the hospital, super high dangerous scenario right. when you do have like active sick people uh, coming in to like see you personally. Right. So uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're very nervous about you guys and, you know, hope and appreciative s- send, of you. sending our well wishes for sure. Exactly. Um, so anyways, that's enough with kind of a brief update of the world as we're experiencing it. These are crazy times. So kind of crazy podcast episodes for a bit. Um, The other thing that I really want to do since I am headquartered here in the United States is just keep you guys updated. I'm going to try to do weekly episodes at least, maybe even more frequently if there's a lot of developments that come out on the financial front. Um, So the information I'm telling you right now, I am telling this to you as of March 21st. So keep that in mind. If you're listening in the future, these things are probably going to change rapidly, but this is the most up-to-date information, and I do want to just get this information out there as quickly as I can. Um, So taxes, let's talk taxes. Usually I'd be telling you to be getting your taxes done ASAP because that April 15th would be right around the corner. Uh, That is still true at a state level for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to make that distinction very clear because I don't think enough people have been making that distinction. State taxes have not been delayed. That they are still due April 15th. Um, Federal taxes have been delayed for three months. You now don't need to file or make make your tax payment until July 15th. Okay, so the whole thing was deferred. The whole thing was deferred. Originally, it was just the payments for federal, and now it is payments and filing. Now, I will encourage you, if you have some time on your hands, because maybe you're staying home a little bit more, go ahead and do your taxes. You know, we've used TurboTax with a lot of great success in the past. Um, because if you're getting a refund, you probably want to submit by April 15th. Right. So. Get that in there. Get that refund ASAP. Like right. Everybody that Get can your money. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, if you are in a liability position this year and you owe money, it's nice to have three extra months. Um, and they are also get um, putting a delay for estimated tax payments. So if you're a small business owner and you make those estimated tax payments every year, there are delays in place for those as well. Um, so make sure you look that up for your situation, but I did want to throw that out there. And I will say some states are also making changes. California is moving their filing to June 15th. So federal is July 15th. California is doing June 15th. Um, but So keep that in mind. Some states might also be making delays. But as of right now, that's the only state that I saw that actively confirmed a new delay. Right. And we don't necessarily expect that other states are going to delay 
because you know they need money now as well because right know, during this time they're also outflowing a ton of money that trying to support everybody and support other government programs and things that are helping people out so it's not totally clear that they're going to be like oh yeah let's just give everybody a, uh, a couple minute month delay on their taxes yeah and i mean different states have taken different levels of response to this in general like there's i think there's still some schools open in some states and <laughs> they've been closed around us for like a month so right, yeah. um you know just keep that in mind it, it really depends but don't don't delay on your state taxes because as far as we can tell right now you're still less than a month away from having to file those mm-hmm. so yeah. all right so then the next one that the federal government announced is a coronavirus relief plan Um, Now, this is going to be similar to the stimulus package that we saw back in 2008-2009, where if you were a taxpayer, you got a credit kind of issued to you. This is going to be a check in the mail from the IRS to your house, which is always very fun to receive. And it is going to be $1,200 per individual, so $2,400 for a married couple, up to to $75,000 per individual. So if you're an individual who made $75,000 or less, you will get $1,200. Sweet. Um, This is as of your year-end 2018 taxes. Yeah, so now you got to dig out that information, right, so, to see what it says. And, well, the federal government already has all of that, which I think sure. is why they're pivoting off of that. But also a bit frustrating because if you were somebody who maybe a couple of years ago had a higher income job and then you lost and you lost your job in the last month like that's not being reflected now obviously you can collect unemployment but it's a bit of a bummer that this relief plan is not really targeting those that might be losing their jobs right now Mm -hmm. Um, that was my frustration with it now keep in mind that this is the proposed plan they have not officially approved it yet but this appears to be the direction they're heading okay um the other thing i wanted to mention here is you will also get 500 dollars per child so if you're a married couple with one kid and you made less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars in 2018 then you will be getting 27 hundred dollars or no, $2,900, even better, $2,900 mailed to you. So do we have to do anything to receive that if we qualify? Do we From do we know? what they're saying right now, I don't know that we know for sure, but what they're saying right now is they will basically just be sending a check to your house. Um, all right. Yeah. So and, watch out for all the bandits raiding mailboxes. Yeah. Um, and then I will also say that if you... Uh, did not have a federal tax liability in 2018, so let's say you made $12,000 or less that year, you will only be getting $600 instead of $1,200. Okay. So, again, seems a little bit backwards. Seems like we should be helping the people who need this the most, but... Yeah, you know... It is what it is. Yeah, the way that this has been going so far in the United States, it's like, eh, here you go, we'll give you something. It's not great, but, like... We tried. Yeah. And so that's kind of what this seems like to me as well. It's like, eh. It's something. It's, yeah, better than nothing, right? And so, yeah, this is the current proposed plan. Like I said, it is not solidified. It might change before it gets approved. And they are talking about this would be a payment sometime in early April, potentially, kind of around that April timeline. And then if this continues, there might be a follow-up in May. So... Just be on the lookout for this developing information, and we will keep you posted as we know more as well. Man, they're just following in line with, like, the Andrew Yang. Uh, I know. $1,000 a month per person. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> UBI, right? That, that, would, that would have been way easier for them to figure out. Seems way easier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the one-year pilot, at least, of it. Yeah, to see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another 
thing that the federal government is doing is supporting small business loans. So if you have less than 500 employees right now and maybe you live in a state like Illinois, which recently did a mandated shelter in place, Uh, and you can't keep your business open, they will give you a loan to help you make payroll for your employees. And then they're saying in the future, they may forgive some of that loan uh, used to pay payroll expenses if your company retains your workers until at least June 30th. So really what they're trying to do here is keep people employed, keep people getting that income, even though they're not allowed to go to work, and they're going to try to help the small business owners to get through this tough time as well. Yeah, that's uh, from a former small business owner. That's a that's quite a stretch, like trying to float like three or four months uh, in in like a retail market is even with that loan could be like really tight depending on how many employees we're talking about and like what the you know what the rate of return is and are you able to monetize any kind of delivery services while everybody's kind of bunkered down so yeah i mean that that could be great like even if they forgive the loans like that could be like really helpful but i i think like the really smaller businesses the mom and pop shop businesses are maybe in trouble still with that. I totally agree. Um, And we are people who really do support our small businesses. So if you can during this time, you know, support that restaurant up the street that's still producing food. I know we had one by us that was making like frozen bread and English muffins and things that were like harder to find at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put in a big order there. Uh, I know we have always really appreciated supporting our farmers and a lot of farmers are doing either deliveries or they're setting up farm stands on their farms where you can come out and pick up your produce not around 500,000 other people at the grocery store, uh, (laughs) which is a pretty good thing. Um, And I know like a lot of bookstores have switched to delivery and they're waiving like any type of delivery fee as well or shipping charge. So, um, you know, if you're stuck at home and you want a new book or a puzzle, uh, I feel like this is a really good time to support smaller businesses if you can. Um, I understand not everybody has the means, but like Brett said, while this loan sounds really great and helpful in theory, it is also probably really hard for some of those smaller mom and pop shops to take out such a large loan without knowing how they're going to pay it back or how much will be forgiven. Right. Right. That, so that's a scary thing. Don't see this information in the news and be like, oh, yeah, don't worry. The government's just bailing out all these small businesses because like, yeah, I don't think that that wouldn't like work for most companies, I think. Right. It'll work for like more medium-sized businesses that like rake in more income but like have fewer employees like they'll probably be more okay but like this is still going to be really hard for restaurants yeah um so so if you don't if you have the option to like get something local instead of chipotle or taco bell like delivered then please do that right exactly uh the next one i want to talk here about was student loans uh so federal Now, this only applies to federal loans. This does not apply to private student loans right now. Um, But for federal student loans, the interest rate is now 0% for a bit. Um, Not sure exactly how long they're going to keep that up. I think at least a few months. But, you know, all of this is still kind of up in the air. And then the other big thing is now they're saying that you can suspend your federal loan payments for up to three months. So if you're going through a financial hardship, maybe you lost your job, maybe you lost some income, you can actually defer, you can call and defer your student loans for three months. They will not gain interest. And if you're getting these checks in the mail, um, you know, $1,200 per individual, 
and obviously use that to pay for your necessary expenses first. But if you have some extra, that would be a great time to maybe pad your emergency fund and not throw it at your student loans while they're not accruing interest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a great time to just help you get some money in the bank, save a little bit, because even if you still have your job now, um, as we continue to develop and move along, you know, there's just so much uncertainty right now that having a little higher emergency fund probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So again, is there anything that people need to do to like activate that or? I believe you do need to, um, I I believe the 0% interest rate just happens um, because that's like a federal loan program. But for the, for suspending your federal loan payments, usually you do need to either get online or call and defer those Mm -hmm. because you don't want that to show up on your credit as like a missed payment. You want to get that deferral in place. Right. Oh my gosh. They've really taken advantage of those people that were trying to get like their, the medical stuff all paid off. They're trying to make them force missed payments. So then they (laughs) are disqualified from the payout, the buyback program. That's right. It's all a scam. Yeah. The the, student loan forgiveness. Sorry. Uh, Programs all mixed up. So then the last thing I wanted to talk about here is mortgage companies. Um, So a lot of mortgage companies are going to start working with people. If you call them and say that you have a hardship and you need to defer your payments. And I know from a federal level, um, the government said no evictions or foreclosures for the next 60 days. Uh, So if you do miss a mortgage payment right now, they're not allowed to foreclose your house and take it away. Right. Which is it's. We were as we were watching this for the last couple of weeks. It's like okay, you can like not pay your rent either, right? Or some of the some of the clauses coming out, and they like can't evict you, so they got rid of that. Um, but then what happens to the landlords in that scenario too, right? right? Because like in our scenario, like we have a mortgage on the property. Like we're not like a big company that is like making a ton of money from all of our investment properties because we only have one at this point, and. What do we do, right? If we're not getting any rental income, like we're just like holding the bag for like all the expenses that come along with that property at this point. And so, right. So hopefully, right, that all kind of flows up the the chain of command there. So that's really nice by, you know, not allowing foreclosures. If our renters can't make a rent payment, which means we can't make a mortgage payment, then they're not going to foreclose our property, which would make us lose the property and still evict the renters, right? So right. they, I, I was really glad to see that they balanced this side of the equation out um, because it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, it's these greedy landlords that they shouldn't be charging rent. But at the same time, when you are a landlord, you realize like, no, I rely on that income to pay the the mortgage on the on the place I own. We don't just own our rental property outright. Um, That would be a very different scenario. Right. But because we have a liability to the bank, if the bank keeps us on the hook, then we're all in this together. Um, So I will say that this is primarily for FHA mortgages or Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Um, So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are like the big kind of lenders, they even if you have your mortgage, let's say through a big name bank like Chase, um, a lot of times it is backed by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. They're right. like the big mortgages. They they back 50% of the mortgages in the US. So they don't do a lot of like the jumbo mortgages. So if you have a mortgage for a property over $500,000, it is probably not falling into this camp. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really to provide relief for smaller homeowner, you know, like Single family homes, Single family duplexes, homes, duplexes, duplexes. yes. Yeah. Um, not the big, like, jumbo complexes. Mm-hmm. I have not seen huge relief for that yet. But like I said, um, this is developing so quickly that 
the federal government can kind of, con- they still control Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac after the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis. Um, so they can tell them what to do. These other companies, they can't. But I did see that a lot of banks, they understand the situation. They've been bailed out before. So I think <laughs> um, they're trying to be a little understanding. And if you call them, it seems like most most banks are being pretty understanding right now of working something out with you. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention it, along that same lines is if you are going through a hardship and maybe you turn to a 401k hardship loan or hardship withdrawal, um, currently the systems are saying that they are not granting COVID hardship requests. Um, but if you lose your income, then there is some type of hardship form you can fill out. Right, because that would just be like normal, right? Correct. Um, regardless of whether you lost your job because of the virus or something else, doesn't matter. You have no more income coming in, so the hardship still applies to you. But if you just want to like panic, take out your money, right? They don't really want to grant that. Is that the difference? I don't know how they right. like police that, I guess. Yeah, I think because there are so many people panicking. Um, and now we're hearing all of the news coming in about, you know, different people holding political office who moved their money around right before coronavirus really outbroke. And that's creating even more panic selling because people are like, well, if they're doing it, I should be doing it. And uh, now is not the time to sell. (laughs) They (laughs) they got out early, whether they were at fault or not legally, uh, still to be determined. But um, they got out before it went down. So they got the money and ran, right? Uh, pulling it out now is a really tough argument to make right? for no reason. Right. Because it's already dropped and a ton. It, it, you know, it'll, it might get worse before it gets better. It might get better tomorrow uh, from, an, you know, the economic impact angle. And if you're in a well-diversified portfolio, uh, keep in mind that that links you to other companies and other countries. So, you know, China said that their manufacturing is like picking back up now that they've kind of leveled out their Mm S-curve. So, you know, the world economy is, we're going to get through this. We've been through pandemics before and we've been through, you know, wars and all sorts of things, recessions, great depressions. Um, We always make it through. Uh, Just remember my friend, Bob, who (laughs) only, I mean, he basically would have invested, you know, in mid-February at this point and put all of his money in and then been like, what did I do? And he still came out ahead in the long run. So if you don't have to take your money out, I'm not talking to people who are genuinely going through a hardship right now and do need access to some funds. I'm talking to the people who you still have your job, you can still pay your bills, then just don't even look at your balances. You know, even I, somebody who I track my balances on a pretty regular basis, I have to take days off and time off from looking at it because it's a lot. And it's hard to watch money that you've been saving for, you know, for me for the past 10 years or more uh, get reduced in any way. But just keep in mind that it's not actually reduced unless you sell it. Right. And if you are in a position where you like absolutely have to take something out because you've exhausted all of your other liquidity accounts, don't take it all out. Right. right. You don't need to, you don't need take all out of what it, you need. Right. Only take out what you need today and next week and the week after that and then the week after that. And you don't have to take it all out at once. Right. So um, let as much stay in the market as you possibly can until things get better for you and until people start like coming back to work and things like that. Right. Because it will get better. I think we just have to stay positive and support each other. So, um, you know, as much as you can help out your local neighbors or businesses, 
friends, family, to whatever capacity you can, even if it's just sending a text to check in on people. Uh, it's just nice to remain connected while we are all social distancing. So, um, you know, hopefully this podcast finds you in a place where you're like, hey, at least I get to check in and chat with Angie and Brett this week. Right. And we know you guys don't have anything better to do. So exactly. <laughs> Listen in. All right, Brett. Well, do you have any other tidbits of advice that you'd like to give right now? Uh I think the last thing I'd say, like to your point of the markets are picking back up in Asia, uh, that's something my company said on the, you know, on our like status call the other day too, is our markets in Asia and Australia and most of, um, you know, most of like the Eastern countries are now starting to pick back up again. So they're seeing like they're, those people either have settled into like the current situation that they're in and the companies are reflective of that and they're just doing business as normal or the, in whatever countries like China, uh, the virus has actually subsided substantially. And so businesses are picking back up again directly. And so we're seeing, we're directly seeing a lot more increase in, in business from what we were seeing in the last like two months or so. So it's like the, the whole cycle of the world, hopefully that uh, is progressive to the original pattern that we had where it was, you know, Asia and then Italy and Europe and then now the United States. Mm-hmm. Hopefully now we see that pick up and, uh, you know, in the next month or so, we follow the same pattern where all the businesses start picking back up again too. Yeah. And in the meantime, do your part. If you don't have to go out, don't do it. Stay at home as much as you can. For those of you that do have to go out, again, we really appreciate the services that you are doing. Um, yep, but just, all of this will help us return to normal that much faster. Yeah, so just that be, gets me through the day. Just be cautious of, of other people. Uh, Angela is pregnant and my parents are in the high risk category, right? So uh, we're just very cautious of the people around us, right? So we have directly uh, people that would be directly affected if they did get sick. So maybe it's a little bit more important to us than people that like aren't thinking about that. But uh, right, just just think of other people during this time. Yeah, good point. And as always, if you have any questions or comments on the podcast, or maybe you have, uh, especially right now, I'm sure there's a lot of uncertainty, feel free to email me and I will get back to you. You know, usually I respond to people within 24 hours. Uh, That probably won't change because I don't really have an excuse. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing much. So I can probably respond pretty quickly during these times, which is great for you. Uh, And it's a fun way for us all to stay connected. So as I mentioned, we will continue updating you with a kind of these special current podcasts, I guess, for a bit. We also have some other podcasts that we've recorded uh, that I might release more on our normal schedule. So maybe you'll get two podcasts a week for a while again as a way to make up. Uh, because we took a six-month break. So, uh, all right. (laughs) Got to catch back up. (laughs) That's right. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Money in the Bank. Make sure to subscribe to us on the iTunes or Stitcher app so that you get weekly alerts every time we post a podcast. Or if you want, you can visit my website, moneyinthebankpodcast.com. And if you want to reach out with any questions or further comments, please email me at angie at moneyinthebankpodcast.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Money in the Bank.